Welcome to episode 51 of How About Them Huskies. I'm Connor. I'm joined tonight by Matt and Andrew. And we got another big one, another top 10 matchup this week for the Huskies. It's their third top 10 matchup already in the month of December. UConn is going out to Seattle to play Gonzaga. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. First, we haven't talked since the Huskies defeated Arkansas Pine Bluff 101 to 63. We're not going to talk long about it, obviously. It was a 38-point victory, but it was kind of close in the first half, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we were only up by 12. They were hitting their shots. We weren't hitting ours, but glad to get that one out of the way. What are you guys' thoughts from what you saw, guys you liked, guys you didn't from that one? I mean, there's like you said, there's just not much to say. I mean, Jalen Stewart had a decent game, but, I mean, it's just – it's just a, another game against a team that sucks. Like it's, there's really just not much to say about these anymore, especially with playing against Kansas and UNC now, like in the beginning, like before we had those tough games, like before the empire, like you could say stuff about the Stonehill and the, the NAU game and the Mississippi game, but now seeing who is who we've played, there's really just not, not a lot to say about a game like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you need games like it's 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 nice to have in between uh big games, kind of just like a game to get some guys some runs, sort of like a scrimmage in a way. Um I think it's gonna help us when we have to come up against Gonzaga because we'll have guys ready. Uh Castle's another day healthy ball with another good uh game to, you know, kind of continue his momentum. So I'm excited to see, you know, how this rotation forms up going into Gonzaga. And I think that game kind of helped Hurley kind of find a few little adjustments to make and help us into that game. Yeah, I think this was a much-needed break from that top top competition. I mean, you look at a guy, Alex Caravan, he struggled. He scored 18 points versus UNC, but went two for nine from three. He hit six threes, had a career-high 26 points, just was hitting everything in that second half against Pine Bluff. Cam Spencer hit five threes. Castle played a decent amount. He played, what, 20 minutes, I believe, close to it, yeah. He's going to be a a big factor versus Gonzaga. I feel like we'll see the first time he'll get up to that 25-minute mark, and we need that. Tristan Newton had another Tristan Newton game, 16-4-6. Klingon had 11-7. Solo ball added 9. Overall, just a great offensive performance. And defensively, I mean, I don't really have any issues with how we defended. They just shot 40% from three. They made 13 of them. So you got to credit Arkansas Pine Bluff there. I just saw they played another game since our game. They scored 86 points, I believe, against South Florida. So they can score the basketball. We held them to 63, even though they shot well. But overall, like we said, a good win, a much-needed game, because you don't want to play three straight top 10. So glad we had this one in there. Yeah, and going back to Caravan there, there was a point uh, between the games between Kansas and UNC where I'm pretty sure he was 2 of 19 uh, from behind the line. Obviously, he had that finger bug. Uh, going on something probably messing up his shooting for him but seeing him hit six in the second half there was great yeah I feel like he's still a little banged up with the finger obviously it's healing he said I believe he dislocated it I, I don't remember exactly I'm pretty sure that's what he said though dislocated a finger so they were taped up that's obviously going to affect the shot I mean I've never dislocated a finger but I can only imagine trying to shoot a three-pointer with it it probably wouldn't even hit the rim so for him to even go two for nine was impressive, and his misses weren't bad in that Carolina game, but 
Yeah, great to see him bounce back. I mean, I don't think I envisioned Alex Caravan getting up to 26 points in a game this year. I mean, obviously we knew he would take a leap from last year, but with other guys like Newton and Spencer, I didn't think all those points would be there for him. But obviously he proved me wrong, had a great night. Uh, I'll talk about the bench for a minute. I know, Andrew, you mentioned Jalen Stewart. He had a great burst in the first half that was really – Really weren't many positives in that first half. He had seven points. He had a nice little pump fake into a mid-range jumper. He didn't play at all against Kansas or Carolina, not even like the couple minutes he had been playing to spell Caravan at the four. I feel like there's a chance, especially going out to Seattle. We're kind of getting to the Gonzaga part now. He's out. He's from Seattle, Washington in that area. I think he'll, even if it's only five minutes, I think he'll certainly get in the game, especially after the performance he had against Arkansas Pine Bluff. He really, really impressed in his limited minutes. And it definitely surprised me that he wasn't playing uh, at all in those two games because I thought, you know, he looked ready for the college game. I said it in an earlier episode. He just has that build. He has that confidence to his game where, you know, he can get to the basket easily. He's a built guy. He can get by defenders. So I'm hoping to see some of them against Gonzaga, even if, like you said, it's only five minutes. But I definitely think he's ready to be playing in games like that. All right, I think we're ready to move on to the Gonzaga preview. The reason I'm sure you all clicked this video or clicked on the link to this podcast, a rematch of last year's Elite Eight where the Huskies won 82-54. to I'm not expecting that. On Friday, I'd be shocked if we win by near 30 points, and that was I'm not going to say once in a lifetime, but Gonzaga wasn't bad at all last year. We just had one of our best nights. They had one of their worst. I mean, the teams look very different as well. I have last year's box score up here. Obviously, we're bringing back Caravan, Newton, Klingon, Diara. Samson only played three minutes. Like at the end, he wasn't even a factor last year. But Gonzaga's only returning three players who played in that game. Nolan Hickman, a guard who is one of their starters this year. He didn't score against us in 25 minutes. They're also bringing back Anton Watson, who's had 6.6 rebounds in that game. And they're bringing back Ben Gregg, the backup center, who had six points and seven rebounds. So these teams, they, they look a lot different than they did, what, nine months ago? A little less than nine months ago? It's going to be a great game. What are you guys – what are you most looking forward to for this one? I'll start there. Uh, Like you said, I mean, not many guys coming back. Just seeing how – the new guys handle a game like this. Again, this is three in the past two weeks, three weeks. So, um, you know, getting Castle healthy, getting ball, you know, some more momentum. Just how the new young guys carry themselves into another third game like this in three weeks. Yeah, I agree with Matt there. I mean, you can't really call this like a revenge game for Gonzaga because we lost a ton of guys from that game. They lost a ton of guys from that game. So it's really – it's not like a revenge game. But I mean, they still obviously want to beat us. But I'm, I I agree with Matt. I'm looking forward to seeing the young guys play against a school who, honestly, although they don't get it done in March, they're still a historic, you know, program. They're always a number one or two seeds, and they're always talked about in the tournament. They never get it done. But I'm just, I'm excited for another game that's not a cupcake, honestly, because this this will be tough. Gonzaga, even though they're not the good team they were last year they're still pretty good this year so I'm just looking forward to another tough game yeah they were in that stacked Maui field they lost their first game they had a tough draw they had to start with Purdue so obviously they fell to the Boilermakers but they beat Syracuse out there they beat UCLA out there they beat USC they played some tough teams their only two losses I mentioned Purdue they also lost to another Huskies last weekend Washington so they're definitely beatable. I feel like we know that. But what do you guys think the key to the game is going to be 
to defeat Gonzaga. Obviously a tough team, pretty much on the road, even though it's a neutral site. Seattle's like four hours from Spokane on a drive, and it's like seven or eight hours flight. So clearly not a real neutral site. But what do you guys think the keys are? Uh, this is a little foreshadowing to something we're probably going to do later, but how Alex Caravan shoots the ball is a big one because his threes are just ginormous for us. He puts points on the board in bunches. So you need him healthy. You need him out there shooting how Alex Caravan shoots. And I need Danny Hurley to write off a good game plan because I attribute about 85 to 90% of our success last March to Dan Hurley's coaching. So I, I think if Hurley comes out, with a good game plan. Obviously, they don't have the same guys that they had for years, such as Drew Timmy, who Sonogo just feasted on. But I think if Hurley comes out and has the guys, you know, play their games and do what they need to do, then this game should be fairly easy. You said before you don't think we're going to beat them up, but I think this is easily a game that we could win by 15 points. I mean, I think it's going to – the main point here is going to be the defense. I mean, our offense has looked – fantastic every game so far I think we've put up besides Kansas I feel like we put up at least 75 80 points every game but for this one I think it's going to be defense because honestly our defense hasn't looked fantastic this year now it hasn't looked terrible but it hasn't looked superb like it did in March last year so I think that that if we just let Gonzaga run, then they're going to run us right off the court. I was going to say their court, but it's really not their court. But I think the key to this game for one of the first times this year is going to be just defend. Offense will come, just defend, defend, defend. Obviously, injuries hurt our defense. It, it also attributes to the health of uh, Klingon and Castle, two of our best defenders. Having Diara be able to come off the bench in limited minutes and play good defense on starters or bench guys is vital. So if Castle can get, can get out there for 20, 25 minutes, that would be fantastic. Same with Klingon. Yeah, you mentioned DR off the bench. I feel like the key for us if, to win is going to be our guard depth because Gonzaga, they really just got three guards that play. I mean, there's one – their fourth guard plays less than 10 minutes per game off the bench, and he hasn't even played in every game. So they really got three guards that all start. We'll break down the roster in a little bit. But obviously we have Newton, Spencer – Solo baller Steph Castle, whichever one starts. I don't. I don't actually don't know. We can talk about that real quick. Do you think Steph returns to the starting lineup? I don't. I, it's it's a weird. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think Castle definitely returns because he had his his um his two games to sit, two three games to sit. So I think I think he's definitely going to return in this one because we need this one, of course. But I think it's time. Honestly, you got to get him back somehow you can't just keep giving him bench minutes he's got to play against the starters somehow so I think he definitely will start yeah I agree I mean you rest him for games like Kansas so he can make it back for Gonzaga um it's it's hard to say I mean if we played another team like Arkansas Pine Bluff today um I'm not sure that he would start but since we're playing Gonzaga since he got his rehab and since he got his bench uh, minutes. I I assume he'll be back. Yeah, I agree. He, I think he'll end up starting, but it wouldn't surprise me if Solo Ball stays in there. He's played well. I still think we're gonna see the twenty-five to maybe even thirty minutes out of Castle, even that's off the bench. But I I'll round it out. I agree. Castle will return to the starting lineup. But shout out Solo Ball if once that eventually happens, he certainly held his own in his what eight starts, I believe. 
seven or eight starts, he held his own. I was I was kind of nervous when I saw he was starting. I assumed to be Hassan Diara, the senior. When I, I believe Mississippi Valley State was the first game, I was like, "Really, they're starting ball?" I was I was honestly surprised, but he blew away my expectations. So shout out to him. Yeah, definitely a little breakout from ball, which you love to see. Um, definitely will help too if he comes off the bench and has the sort of production that he had in these games where he was starting. So. I mean, you'd love to see some uh, things like that. So the same thing with Samson. So good to see. Yeah, I mean, a closing point with this discussion. I feel like last year we had a guy like Joey to come off the bench, a guy like Naheem Alina to come in, hit a shot immediately. I'm not saying Hassan Diara and Samson Johnson are bad bench options, but they're not, they don't really provide that spark. I mean, Samson obviously provides a spark with his dunks, but if you need a big three and you need just a, someone to get a bucket, I mean, I feel like solo ball fits that role perfectly, kind of like that Naheem Aline role. But move on to Gonzaga. I mentioned we'll break down the roster a bit. They really only play like eight guys, seven or eight guys, but their point guard is a guy we're all familiar with as Huskies fans, Ryan Nembard, the former Creighton guard. He's averaging 11 points and six assists per game. He, We know him. He's solid. He's not the best scorer, but he could certainly distribute. The other guards, Nolan Hickman, I mentioned, he's having a solid year. And uh, Dusty Stromer, who you can knock down a three. You got to watch out for him. But their front court is really their strength. I mentioned Anton Watson. He's more of a defender, but he's had some big games scoring. He's averaging 14 and eight, which he didn't obviously know Drew Timmy. So he has more opportunities, but he didn't really average close to that. And the big man down low, Graham Ike, the Wyoming transfer, he's their leading scorer at almost 15 points per game. He's a guy I feel like not will give Klingon fits, but he's kind of an undersized center, which, I mean, obviously you'd assume Klingon be able to just, like, block every shot he attempts. But he's a little undersized. He's a very skilled. He was out all the last year Wyoming. He led the Cowboys to the tournament the year before. He's certainly a guy to watch out for, and I feel like that's my matchup to watch is – EK versus Klingon slash Samson, just how can we contain him? Because if we can contain him, I feel like we'll be in a good spot. You know, Klingon is obviously, you know, who you think of when you think of a big man matchup. But having two big men and then having Alex Caravan slotting at the four, you know, sometimes that becomes a little concerning, especially after, after the start of last year. But I'm very curious to see how Caravan holds next to Klingon, how that duo kind of comes together. If, if uh, Caravan can pull him out to the perimeter. I think Klingon uh, could have a field day inside. My matchup to watch is going to be it's going to be Newton and Nemhard, or maybe Castle guard him. But he obviously was from Creighton, does not like us. So he's definitely going to want to beat us. But he's also, it's like he's in a weird spot. Like he was, he was obviously. He wasn't the guy at Creighton because of the big, but he was he was one of their big three, per se, with Kaluma. But at the same time, he didn't get exactly what he wanted there. So he went to Gonzaga and now has to deal with us again. So it's it's gonna be weird, but I think there's he's gonna play with a little bit of with passion in this game, just because of we're still UConn and he's still Creighton alma mater. So Yeah, you remember his brother Andrew, he played at Florida against us. And then he transferred to Gonzaga. He was a part of that national championship game team that lost to Baylor. He's in the NBA now at the Pacers. So I guess it's a Nembar thing to go to a school for a year or two and go up to Gonzaga. But yeah, I'm excited to see that matchup, especially because I mean, obviously Tristan Newton's a big guard, but Nembar, I don't, he's like 6'1. He's kind of not undersized, but compared to our 
six six castle, six five newton. I feel like we can certainly exploit that. Uh, I think we can go to our players to watch for this one now. There's not much more to say. I guess actually first before I do that, we'll talk about their bench. They only have like two or three guys, both all of them big men, Braden Huff and Ben Gregg, like I mentioned. So there's gonna be a lot of minutes to be had for the starters for Gonzaga, which should be good for us because they'll get worn down. And they're going to have some bigger lineups out there. Like I said, they only have three guards. They're not all going to play 40 minutes. So they're going to have three like front court players at times, which could cause some issues for us, but I'm not worried about that really. As mentioned before, solo ball being able to come off the bench is massive. Um, You need a guy out there like that that can give you 20 minutes off the bench. Castle being healthy too. It's like you have two new players, a bench uh, solo ball and a starting Stefan Castle is an entirely different team and, we really put out against Kansas. So I, I really feel like that's going to be a huge game changer. And one more thing before we do players to watch, I'm just excited. Uh, I assume you guys are as well, that there's going to be no more Arkansas Pine Bluffs, all these games from here on out. It's Gonzaga. Then it's the big East schedule. Now, obviously there are weaker big East teams. We got into this last time DePaul is, I might rather play Arkansas Pine Bluff for the, for our rate, for our rankings, like in Ken Palm and net, it might be a better game, but Obviously, we got all those five or six cupcakes out of the way, and here on out, it's going to be all great competition, which obviously, this is the part of the season last year where we started to struggle, so I'm curious to see how the guys rebound off of that, because last year, obviously, we started what, I should know this off the top of my head, was it 13-0, and 14-0, and but whatever it was, 15, obviously. I think, 15, 15. I believe. That seems high, but I'm, I'll take your word because I'm not sure. Whatever it was, we started really hot, then dropped like five of seven, six of seven. So I'm curious to see how that group, how this group kind of tackles that part of the schedule. I feel like we don't start as hard in Big East play. We play Seton Hall, then St. John's, then DePaul, then Butler, which Butler is a sneaky, sneaky team in the Big East. We'll do a Big East preview. We'll talk about that, but they're not a team you can just look over like a DePaul this year. But yeah, I'm excited round out my point i'm excited for these big games to be back every night twice a week kind of sweating it out nail biters but yeah but i'm just really excited for that you mentioned last year the skit at this point of the year i think you know our preseason schedule this year definitely is going to help us uh going to big east play last year we didn't have a gonzaga we didn't have a kansas we didn't have a north carolina so i feel like you know, going into this year, that those games should sort of help us level out these tough away matchups, Providence, Xavier, etc. All right, now I think we can finally go into our players to watch. And I know Matt, you kind of, kind of hinted at yours early on, so you can go first if you want. Who you got? Alex Caravan's a player to watch. I want to see how he does against this Gonzaga team. A uh, healthy hand, you know, consistent shooting stroke. What can he bring? How many points can he put up? What What's he going to do for us? I'm really excited to see him. It was one off, by the way. It was 14. But mm, 14. Dang it. But anyway, um, I'm going to go with Castle because this is going to be his first big game back. He had his, like I said earlier, he had his two to get back and get like his two rehab games per se. But I think this is going to be his big one. He might end up guarding Nemhard. He might not. Who knows? But I think, I think, he's going to have a good game and he's going to show signs of everything. I mean, he's not going to be a guy that drops 30 points a night with three rebounds and one assist. He'll have like 17 points, nine rebounds and six assists or something like that. That's, that's what I think his stat line will be something like that. Yeah. That'd certainly be a big game from him. And I, he's certainly capable of it. I mean, he, in his first two games, he 
put up stat lines kind of close to that, I feel like, not quite in the rebounds and assist department, but he was averaging 15 points per game before the injury. But my player to watch is another guy who's been a little banged up, Donovan Klingon, just because I just want to see how he does against these better centers like Graham E.K. Obviously, he's not E.K.'s not Baycott. He's not Dickinson. He's probably not even Khalil Ware of Indiana, but he's still a guy who's going to be a focal point of the offense. And I just want to see how Klingon does both how he is health-wise and how he does just like – I don't know where I'm going with this. Health-wise and like just like skill-wise how he matches up. But, yeah, I, I th- feel like he should have a decent game. I feel like he really hasn't had the big game against the the big team yet. All of his stats have kind of been against like New Hampshire where he had like 30 points. But I feel like this is a game where he can get maybe to that 20-point mark against a top-10 team. He hasn't done it yet, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit. I think that'll just about do it here. The Gonzaga preview, unless you guys got any last remarks before we head out, it's going to be a big game for the Huskies, their final top 10 matchup, probably for at least a month. I don't know. The next one might be Creighton. I don't know if they'll still be in the top 10. I believe January 17th is that game. I'm not sure if they'll still be there. Obviously Marquette should be there, but we don't play them until like February 17th, which is, an unfortunate job by the schedulers to not play that game. And we play them again afterwards too, but yeah, it's going to be a great game out in Seattle, the Jalen Stewart homecoming. It's going to be obviously a lot of Gonzaga fans. I'm sure there'll be some UConn representation, maybe not as much as there was at obviously not as much as the garden, but maybe not as much as there was that made the trip to Kansas, but there's going to be Huskies representation no matter where they play. And I think they're going to pull out the dub. What do you guys think? We'll do a quick prediction. We'll do a score prediction. Uh, I say UConn gets – UConn wins. We'll do 82 to 68. That's a good – that's always a safe one. It's something like that. But mm-hmm. it's a late tip too, by the way. I believe it's a 10 o'clock tip-off, which is, I well, think, the latest game. Well, it is seven local, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, take a, that into account. It'll yeah, be 10. For, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go, man, 81-72. We won by nine. Mm. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to stick with my 15 here. I'm going to go something probably like 85-70, to 70, somewhere around there, 15-point 15 point, 15 dough. Interesting. Obviously, I'm nitpicking here. Andrew said a nine-point win. That'd be our first single-digit non-conference win since, like, I, I looked this up. I'm pretty sure it's, like, we played St. Bonaventure a couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure that was the last single-digit non-conference win. Obviously, we've lost some and won by double digits since then, but I'm pretty sure that, I mean, you guys can stat-check me or not. I don't care, but... Yeah, that'll do it here. Episode 51, the Gonzaga preview. We'll have another episode out after this one before the Seton Hall game. I'm not sure what direction we'll go, and we'll definitely talk about this game, win or lose, but we're going to focus on the Big East preview. We did one last year. It may not be as in-depth this year, but we're still going to try to talk about every team, the matchups to watch. But, yeah, thanks for watching, and stay tuned.